Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Beta Report. Yeah, I'm gonna get my own reggaeton horn for real one though, not 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 wanky one like mine. Anyways, I am your host. I am Jeff, aka the Con. Okay. So I know that we've kind of relaunched the podcast a bit. So I'm hoping that we're getting some new listeners here and there, maybe like one. So for that one person who's listening, who doesn't know why I'm the con, well, uh, actually con is an acronym. It starts for King of the Nerds. And back when we had started the podcast, there was three other guys, aside from myself. And one of the guys was not really your like typical movie goer. Like, he knew movies. If you tell him superheroes, he would say, like, you know, Batman, you know, probably the only superhero he knew. So when I mentioned a sort of a random fact or a random thing about a <clears throat> about a superhero, he's like, man, how do you know all this stuff, man? You're like the king of the nerds. And it's like, dude, it's probably something I found on Wikipedia or something. So it wasn't a big deal. But that stuck, and they were calling me king of the nerds. They call me Khan for short. So it kind of stuck. So look, I am fully aware that there are way more people who are more qualified to carry a moniker like king of the nerds. Uh, but I mean, you know, I am the king of the nerds and, uh, I am a nerd, true and true. There are things that I do like. I love things that <clears throat> nerd people like. I love Star Wars and the other stuff, but I'm also a real, real nerd because like, um, like a, a big nerd, uh, when it comes to other things too, cause there's different types of nerds, right? There's le- different levels here. Um, but when I was in sixth grade, I tell you when I was a real nerd when I was in sixth grade, and you had those like graduation ceremonies when you're going from elementary to junior high, and I had one of those, and I thought you know it'd be a good idea. I'm gonna invite all my friends to have a graduation party at my house, and 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 I had this one scene in my head that I thought would be like completely epic would be lighting some fireworks and then say let the party begin. Yeah, that was. Uh, way better in my head than when it actually came out. It was like <clears throat> it was like Michael Scott and Scott's Tots level of cringe. Uh, when I go back and think about it, because there were like four people there. Right. So yeah, yeah, it was sad, bro. <laughs> but you know what? I know that if I would do it today, I think I'd get like six people, maybe seven, and two of those would probably be my parents who show up. So it's all good. It's all right. I'm still the king of the nerds, but hey, there you go. Anyways, we have a great show for you guys today. We have a movie review. We're going to share with you a TV review. And I'm also going to give you uh, my top 10 movies that I'm looking forward to to 2023. And our pick of the week, of course, is... Uh, we'll tell you later what the pick of the week is. Uh, for now, let's jump into uh, our movie review. Let's jump right into it. All right. Uh, honestly, guys... Uh, to be honest with you, uh, this will be our last episode because my lifelong dream of going to a movie premiere came true. Yes, it did. We walked the red carpet yesterday. Uh, and you'll see right there with my production team, we were actually on a red carpet. We were there. The lights, the paparazzi. Okay, none of that is true. And no, it's not our last episode. I was going to say, it only took one episode and we were there. No, um... It was a movie screening, but they had a feel of a movie premiere. But, uh, I mean, technically it was a movie premiere, but it was a movie screening. But then, not really. Well, anyways, we got to see a movie, all right? That's the main point. Uh, but uh, the movie that we saw, 
It's a movie called Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Now, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Like, yes, let me start off by saying I am a Christian. I do go to church with my family. Um, and um, I will say that most Christian movies are not good. I mean, to be honest, there can be they can be pretty bad. All right, they're really bad. Okay, most of them suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See, they do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it's either bad acting, uh, bad dialogue, a bad script. I mean, some people think that they'll put Michael Ironside on there or the guy from Starship Troopers on it, and then all of a sudden they got some kind of like Hollywood cred or something like that. Uh, but unfortunately, no. Most of these movies are not that great. But I will say that Jesus Revolution is not that movie. Now, this movie is based on the Jesus uh, movement or the Jesus Revolution. Um, well, the title of the movie. But it's actually better known as the Jesus uh, movement. Uh, even Time Magazine put out a very famous uh, cover on their magazine uh, that uh, kind of put out what this... Jesus movement, which happened around the 60s and 70s when <clears throat> a group of hippies and, and kind of started this movement in a small church and kind of spread like wildfire all over the country. And and it prompted Time Magazine to put out this, this cover. So it's kind of based on, on that whole uh, thing. And the movie uh, is has a couple of main characters. One of them uh, is by an actor or the actor who plays one of the main characters, Jonathan Rumi, was a <clears throat> an actor that played in uh, the miniseries The Chosen that was very popular, uh, which is funny because he played Jesus in that uh, series. And then uh, he went on to play Lonnie Frisbee, who is the one of the main hippies. Or main, it's funny that I call him main hippies, but one of the main people who started uh, that whole Jesus movement. Uh, and what's funny about that is that they kind of look the same. <laughs> he looks like he played one, uh, he played a Jesus to go on to play another character that looks like Jesus. So didn't take a lot to get into that role. Uh, but then we also have that I found out today that Joel Courtney, who plays the character of Greg Laurie, I shouldn't say character, the real life person of Greg Laurie, was the same kid, because he was a kid at the time, uh, that was in Super 8. And Super 8 is an awesome movie. It's such a great movie. I felt like when I found that out today, I was like, I want to watch this movie right now. And uh, <clears throat> I would re recommend you go watch that movie, Super 8. It's really great. But he's in that movie as well. And arguably, probably the biggest star in the movie is Kelsey Grammer, who plays a pastor named Chuck Smith. And so the movie itself is about that movement, most mostly about Lonnie Frisbee showing up to uh, Chuck Smith's church. And kind of, you know, uh, uh, not representing, but showing up and presenting himself as uh, a different type of Christian. And really it was, it's just that they were different. They had long hair. Um, they had no shoes or socks. Uh, you guys know how hippies looked. And that's exactly how they were back then. And it's that relationship between Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith, which I think was the highlight of that movie, is the fact of how uh, they... Uh, or how Lonnie came into Chuck Smith's life and changed the way he thought and, and the way he would react to people who would look different. Which I thought was the biggest um, 
lesson from this movie and what I got from this movie was the fact that uh, it doesn't matter how different we are, that the movie kind of teaches you to be, or at least puts out that we should be embracing these people, people that are different from us, people who think different, people that might not believe the same thing that we do. Uh, I feel like sometimes people push these people away, uh, don't accept them. In fact, sometimes even to the point where you feel like uh, they don't deserve uh, to be inside a church or they don't deserve the love of God, which is weird, right? Because there's no way you should be thinking that way. But uh, when, when in fact, we don't deserve uh, God's love and blessing. So to be that against other people, and to this day, I'm being real with you guys, I think some Christians push people away for their, either how they look, what they believe, or what who they are. Or, and like none of that should be a factor into how we take people in. And um, I think that movie kind of teaches you, reminds you that behind that long hair, behind a certain character, they may be something way bigger in that. And we see that with Lonnie Frisbee, who just created this huge movement uh, along with uh, Chuck Smith. Um, and the movie's great. Now, there are some issues in it. Like, I think that some of the early parts of Greg Laurie, uh, Greg Laurie's life um, doesn't, like, fit well sometimes with um, the story with Lonnie Smith and, 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 I'm sorry, Lonnie Frisbee and Chuck Smith. Uh, it's just, I think maybe just because it overshadows it because it was that part was so good. But it, it fit better as the movie goes on. But I think that was part of it. And then the other thing, too, is that they don't really talk about a lot of the complications that Lonnie Smith had. He had a very complicated life um, that obviously wouldn't be viewed well, uh, but it's real and it's part of it. So I think leaving it out makes it, uh, you, you run the danger of it not being authentic because you try to not put it in there. Uh, but that's not the main point, obviously, right? The main point was that Lonnie Smith was real. I'm sorry, I keep saying Lonnie Smith. Lonnie Frisbee <clears throat> was a real person who had real love for people and really wanted to uh, reach out people. So the movie's great. I mean, it, it just, it's acted well. It's, it's filmed very well. Uh, it's, uh, the story is very touching. It, it's great. It really is. And I guess it's personal to me too, because, you know, Chuck Smith started the Calvary Chapel uh, churches around the world. And, and they started in Costa Mesa uh, out here in Southern California. And uh, I actually go to a Calvary Chapel Downey. So it's kind of personal to me as well. If It's it's really awesome to see how everything started. But really, uh, the lesson here is about embracing and loving others. And I thought that was such a great uh, thing. And and, uh, and, and and possibly see another Jesus revolution because of this movie. So uh, it was really good. It was really great. And it's not the same as your other Christian movies that are not that great. But uh, this one was. So there you go. Uh, it's not my only movie premiere. I'm hoping that I'll be able to go to another one, big one. So there you have it. So let's do our TV review, which was our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Sneak, pick, pick of the week. sneak that in. Sneak that in. Not yet, okay? Just relax a little Sorry. bit. That is great. Uh, it's our pick of the week from last week, which was The Last of Us. That's not The Last of Us. That's The Last of Us. Thank you. <laughs> the Last of Us, guys, was amazing. It was so, so good. I feel like I need to add more substance to the review because I could just say it's good. <laughs> and just believe me, it's good. But seriously, 
I think the the fact that this movie, the adaptation movie, this um, series took uh, didn't take for granted their their the source material and and just did it justice. Now the big question is: Do you have to play the game to enjoy this series? No. Answer is no. Does it enhance it? I think it does. Like obviously, I played it back when it came out, and uh, I don't know, was it two thousand thirteen? Thank you. 2013 was when the they, uh, first game came out. There is a sequel to it. But this uh, first game is so great, so emotional. I mean, I was going to say something about it, but I don't want to say anything because it's sort of like a spoiler for some people who didn't play the game. But it got me so into it when I was playing the game that even uh, my wife, Claudia, came in while I was playing it. And she's like, dude, are you all right? You're like so intense. And it was like, there's this one part of the game, and I think there it's going to be in the, in the series that I was just so like determined. I was like, "Oh, God, get my daughter out of there!" Look, I can't can't say anything because I don't want to give any spoilers. But it was so well. So obviously, it it the, the game itself is already emotional, and the first episode already kind of laid out the groundwork of of how emotional this show is going to be. I mean, we see Joel uh, Miller. Loses daughter in those for a few minutes. Oh, spoiler! Sorry, if you've never really seen it yet. If you haven't, it's not my fault. You should have. That's a lesson for you. Bro, Watch these shows. I haven't even seen it yet. Shut up, fool. You know you have. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, guys, uh, it is so good. It is so much. I think the fact that Pedro Pascal is such an amazing actor. Oh, okay, my second dream, aside from going to a movie premiere, is meeting Pedro Pascal. I wish I could just meet him and talk to him, hang out with him. Not just him. It's so awesome that Pedro Pascal, Diego Luna, who was Cassian Andor, which, again, <clears throat> one of the best TV shows of 2022. Amazing. And, of course, Oscar Isaac, another one of our picks of the best stuff of 2022 with, in Moon Knight. These three guys are actually, they actually, like, know each other. They hang out. They love each other. Dude, I just wish I could be in a room with all three just kind of, Talking and hanging out uh, one day, hopefully one day. But Pedro Pascal does the character of Joel Miller justice. He just, all of a sudden, you just forget that he's the Mandalorian. You just look and say, this guy is playing a very uh, a, a very emotional character, very uh, complicated, layered character. And he just does so well. And Bella Ramsey, we only got a, a like a small portion of her, but Boy, she's going to be pretty amazing in that. She was already so good. So everything's great. The locations. We're going to start seeing, you know, it, it's... People call it a zombie movie, and it kind of is. But it's not your typical zombies, because when people get infected, it's not a virus. It's a fungus type thing. So they're not, like, out there, like, trying to eat brains because they just, like, uh, have this insatiable hunger to eat human flesh and it's not that it's more like the person who's infected has is like the host body who's trying to transfer that fungus to someone else so it's not like they're there trying to devour eating somebody it's more about spreading that fungus so it's different so even that it feels a little different um man it's so good so i highly recommend that you guys watch it continue watching it and you guys are gonna see how emotional that is and and i even um would I recommend that you, if you haven't played the game, to don't play it, watch the series, 
and then go play it, and you're probably gonna have a better um, appreciation for it. So yeah, there it is, The Last of Us. Our that's gonna be our, our pick of the year already. It's January, and I'm there's other stuff in there, but uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. All right, I wanted to give you guys like I mentioned you guys last week of what are my ten. Uh, well, not exactly ten, but. Uh, I think I have 10, but just more, my most anticipated movies of 2023. So let's start off with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Guys, this, oh, uh, look, yes, we talk a lot about Marvel movies. We talk a lot about, you know, the superhero movie type or TV shows. But because it mostly dominates a lot of what we see out there, right? This, I mean, Marvel has been not a hot streak since 2008 when uh, the first Iron Man came out. Uh, it's had some couple things, you know, some some bumps in the road. Uh, you know, uh, Thor Love and Thunder was kind of lacking a little bit and other movies that are kind of like that. But they're usually all pretty good. So yes, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Somebody said something funny to me last time that we're having a Ant-Man trilogy and we only just got one Superman movie. <laughs> Not my fault. That's DC's fault. But anyways, we have an Ant-Man trilogy. Yes, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Wasp Quantumania. But why is this one so big? Because the main big bad villain that we have for this whole phase, or actually phase uh, three, four, five, and six is like instead of uh, um, Thanos, our main uh, big villain in these upcoming Marvel movies is Kang the Conqueror. And when we get a bigger... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a bigger uh, picture, or at least uh, we get to see him in his, all his glory, man. is like his suit that he's famous for in the comic books, uh, the blue face shield, you get to see him. And he's played by Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is so, he's on fire right now, man. He is so great right now. And he plays Kang, and obviously we have uh, Pot Rudd in that, man. We have uh, his daughter, which actually is played by a different actress than the one we had, excuse me, in Endgame. Um, and, uh, of course, Evangeline Lily, and we have some other characters. We have uh, a character that, um, uh, uh, there may be some secret characters that I've heard around there. I can't give away any of that. But there is some other things. I think we'll have some surprises in this. But this movie is great, and it's going to be, uh, well, I don't know if it's great, but it's going to be great. I'm pretty sure. But I think the biggest thing about it is that the Kang is in there and, and, and sort of like a, a, a proper introduction. Even though we got him in Loki season as Huey Remains, he's in that. Um, he's a variant of Kang. And when I say variant, you'll you'll know once you see the movie about the different Kangs there are. And this in particular is probably going to be like one of the, the, the baddest ones, right? So um, it's I just can't wait. Bodoc is in it. Oh, I, I'm just super excited. I mean, you might say that I can't and wait to watch this movie. Yeah. Hey, you know. Okay, okay, I deserve that. It's still though. Can't wait. All right. So our next movie that I uh, cannot wait. Speaking of Jonathan Majors, is Creed Three. Creed 3, thank you. <laughs> Creed 3, guys. Uh, the Creed, uh, is it Creed 3? Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, dang, there's the Creed oh, 3 already. Yeah, I know, dude. It's How like, <laughs> he gets a trilogy. We don't have a Superman trilogy yet. 
Jeez. All right. So Michael B. Jordan again comes back as uh, I can't even remember what his first name is. It's known as Creed. Michael uh, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. And uh, he is uh, back with this movie, but then we have Jonathan Majors. And guys, I know I don't want to go back into Ant Man uh, Quantumania, but in Ant Man, he's supposed to be in Quantumania, he's supposed to be fighting Jonathan Majors. Um, yeah. If he's fighting this Jonathan Majors, uh, yeah, Ant Man's not making it through that movie. I mean, dude, bruh. Oh, hell no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro. I feel I feel bad for, for uh, Ant Man. I, I don't think he's going to survive. Or maybe he will, but he's not going to look the same after fighting this uh, Jonathan Majors. He's a beast, man. But Creed, why is Creed? Like, the Creed. Uh, that movie was was awesome in that it kind of like reminded you going back to the early Rocky movies, Rocky One, Rocky Two, kind of has that vibe. So it's awesome that we're kind of going back to that. And then again, like I mentioned, Jonathan Majors is in that movie, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, the the Creed movies, the first two were great, and uh, I'm looking really forward to this uh, new uh, Creed movie. The next movie that I'm really excited about is called Knock at the Cabin. This movie is a movie written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I know, I know, guys. I don't think he'll ever reach uh, the height that he did in... Oh, my God, I can't even think of the movie. I lost the name of the movie. I see dead people. <laughs> uh, uh, the yeah, Sixth Sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Jeez, I forgot. I just drew a black right out. Bruce I, Willis. <clears throat> yes, Bruce Willis. I don't think he'll ever reach uh the level again of um the sixth sense uh it was sort of like lightning in a bottle i guess with that movie but the knock at the cabin i i it it's i don't know anything about the movie all, other than four people uh show up at this cabin where there's a uh a couple that lives there uh and their daughter and they show up and tell them the world's going to end you must pick one of you to die to save the whole world. That's all they have. That's all they give them. They tell them it's real. They have to figure that out. And these four people who it's, it kind of seems like they kind of were brought together, but they don't tell them anything other than that. So it, it's, it's pretty interesting. But I'm going to give you a hot take right now. One of the people that stars in this movie is Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista of the Guardians of the Galaxy, of uh, Glass Onion. Uh, he's done a few other things. He's a former wrestler. I'm going to tell you right now, out of the former wrestlers that are out there, I think he's the best actor out of all of them. Now, that's not going to say that I'm saying that much. Actually, he does a really good job uh, in the characters that he plays. He plays Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's amazing. He's great in that. He's funny in that movie. Uh, <clears throat> he also plays... Um, in the Glass Onion, he's in that movie. I honestly think, like, he's better than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, uh, Uno, who's uh, another one of our uh, uh, co-hosts that was here before, he uh, said something that was very true. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson really does a lot of flops. <laughs> I think we get get fooled by his chemistry and how he's very charismatic, but when he puts movies out, I mean, they kind of don't do that great. I mean, Jumanji probably is one of the one of the few movies, but um and they're entertaining, 
but they're not like movies that are huge blockbusters. I mean, we saw with Black Adam, it came and went, and just people don't even talk about it. Um, I didn't do a review of Black Adam, but I can tell you right now, Black Adam was uh, not that good. Yeah, it was that great. He didn't see it, and he doesn't like it either. But honestly, it wasn't that great. So honestly, I think Dave Batista is gonna be probably the best like wrestler turned actor that we have uh, today. So I honestly think um, you you know this is a movie that should be on your radar and check it out. I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping the Emily Shaman comes back to his former glory. So speaking of Dave Batista and Drax. Next movie that I'm super excited about is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Super biased about this because Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jackson. You go back to your bed. Boo. Go back to your bed. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite Marvel movie uh, from all of those. I mean, it really is. I love that movie. And uh, it's supposed to be like this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 supposed to be very like emotional. It is the last one that James Gunn is doing now that he's leaving over to go to DC. But it also it's also from what you know some of the interviews he's put out there is that it is also um, the last movie for some characters. In fact, uh, Dave Batista has said this is the last movie that he's doing as Drax. So it doesn't bode too well for Drax. So I don't know if that means he's going to kill him off or something. But I have a feeling that we probably won't be seeing Drax anymore. And, uh, uh, and that's kind of sad because Drax is hella funny in those movies, man. So, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 soundtrack will always be uh, banging because it's always, you know, James Gunn always puts uh, some time and, and effort into the soundtrack. And uh, and the movie itself, I think, is going to be really great. So that's a movie that I'm excited about. Next movie I'm excited about is Rise uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, there you go. Wait, do that again. Yeah, exactly. That's why we go see these movies just to hear that old-fashioned uh, cartoon sound when they all transform and stuff. But honestly, this movie's on my list because Michael Bay is not directing this movie. All right, we're not gonna have like cereal boxes like blowing up like it's a grenade or something like that. Like, I mean, Michael Bay just would, would explode anything if he could, you know. It just, just he's not in this movie. That's all I need to say. And if you didn't see that effect in, in Bumblebee, which was really good with uh Haley Steinfeld, who's in that movie, it was so great because Michael Bay had nothing to do with it. So go watch it, it's great. Bumblebee was good, so you'll see what I'm talking about. And Rise of the Beast actually is based on uh, one of the probably most popular Transformer cartoons, which was uh, uh, Beast Wars. Beast Wars, thank you. Beast Wars was part of that, uh, um, I guess, the, the Transformer lore, and they made it into a movie, and it's really exciting because it was really, really good. So uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, I think, is going to be great. So check that one out. Uh, another one that I'm really excited for this year is Indiana Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, Harrison Ford is still making Indiana Jones, and he's like 111 or something like that. Um, but he is still doing it. I actually they're using like that technology where they you know make you younger. I mean, I wish I had that right now too. 
kind of make me look a little younger. Even filters don't work on me right now. No, but if we can have, you know, uh, uh, a young Indiana, that'd be great. But, I mean, they're using just technology to make Harrison Ford look younger. Uh, but anything, anything that they, they can put out there so we don't have to end Indiana Jones with Kingdom of the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that would be great. Because they had The Last Crusade, uh, which is the third, and then they had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was not good. So anything that they can end on a good note, I'm all for. So I'm hoping that Dial of Destiny is going to be amazing. Uh, cannot wait. I'm really looking forward to the new Indiana Jones movie. All right. Next movie on the list is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Psych? No, this movie's trash. Forget it. Next one. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Mission Impossible. Oh, John Wick. Sorry. John Wick 4. Dude, the John Wick movies are amazing. They are so good. I just, <laughs> I said once that, I mean, the movie is really good, but uh, whoever has to like investigate what happened at a certain place, wherever John Wick passed, they must be like, why are there so many dead bodies all over the place? Like John Wick 1, I didn't remember they're like in a club and there's like, there's gotta be like 30 bodies just strewn all over the place. It'd be funny, right? They find out like people show up and like, why are there like so many bodies like just strewn all over the place? But, anyways, beside that, John Wick is amazing. It's so awesome. Uh, it just I love these movies. And John Wick Four is is just it's not gonna slow down. It looks like it's the the trailer came out not too long ago, or at least like the teaser trailer. It's it's just I I'm all for John uh, John Wick. Uh, Keanu Reeves continuing to do these movies. I don't care if he shows up like Harrison Ford and continuing doing all these uh, uh, John Wick movies. But I'm really looking forward to it. It looks great. Uh, they're continuing that lore of the Continental Hotel and all that other stuff. I think they have already some, um, some uh, uh, what do you call those uh, production team when they do spinoffs? They're already doing spinoffs with Anna de Armas is doing the ballerina. They're doing a spinoff about the hotel. I mean, they just... We're able to do like a whole franchise out of this movie, and I think all of it had a lot of it had to do because of Keanu Reeves, and I'm really looking forward to. It. So John Wick for this year, I'm really looking forward to. Next one is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, Part One. <clears throat> I don't know if we'll get a part two because the way things going, Tom Cruise is going to end up killing himself with one of these stunts because that fool is crazy. That was like hanging out of like a uh, plane and stuff. He did a little PSA about, hey, yeah, guys, uh, we're in the middle of filming. He's like hanging on the side of a bit of a freaking plane or something like that. <clears throat> I think one of the, excuse me, one of the main stunts is him uh, riding a motorcycle off a cliff and then like parachuting off of it or something. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think, in fact, one of them is actually going to be him in actual space. It's like, with, I don't know what else to, what he can do. Uh, but you know what? I'm all for it. I don't want him to die. Honestly, I don't. Because I still want to see some of these movies. I'm going to be selfish here and, and want him to continue doing these movies. Because I love these movies. Fall, Mission Impossible Fallout was probably one of my favorites. Maybe because Henry Cavill was in it too. Um, I mean, Henry Cavill and the power of that stash. I mean, he like broke a movie because he couldn't shave that mustache. 
you guys probably know what I'm talking about with the Justice League or one of those, right? Where they wouldn't allow him and they had to like digitally put it. That's how that's the power of that mustache, man. So Fallout was great. And so if he could continue making those movies, um, and hopefully uh, you know, he's encased in like some kind of protected shell every movie or something, so he doesn't die. But uh I'm all for it, man. Tom Cruise is amazing. Uh, in these movies, uh, and like, like I said, part one is this year. I'm assuming part two would be the following year if he makes it out alive. That'd be great, and I'm looking forward to that. So, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, guys. The next one, dude, is Dune 2. Dune 2, Timothy Chalamet. My boys wish they were Timothy Chalamet. They keep talking about Timothy Chal- Chalamet, but uh, I mean, he is good looking, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, I think I got his hair almost. No, no. okay, shut up. Uh, why does Timothy Chalamet almost kind of looks like Matt? He's like a god. <laughs> he has like Matt's haircut. Matt is a, a friend of ours from church, and uh, he kind of he has like the same haircut. Huh? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Anyways, Dune two guys. Dune is uh so great. Now it's a re- it's a it's based on a book. Um, and it's a trip when you see the movie of how much Star Wars kind of stole from Dune. It's kind of funny. Uh, but Dune itself is really good. It's visually amazing, visually beautiful to look at. I'm not talking about Timothy Chalamet, Jason. Sorry, no, I thought you were no, no, no. Uh, but the the movie itself, the story, it's really good. This this uh, Dune, they did have a a version of Dune that had Sting in it, and back in the '80s, that is to me like kind of unwatchable. Uh, some people like it. I don't like. I remember watching that as a kid, and I was totally like. Confused. I don't know what was going on, but this movie itself is a lot better. Uh, again, has great acting in it. Um, <clears throat> they're doing part two, uh, which is coming out this year, and I'm really looking forward to that. I thought it was great. The story is awesome. Check that out. I think that's something that you should keep on your radar as well. Uh, and last but not least, I gotta put this out there, you guys. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, guys. When the first one, Spider-Man Into the Spiders, Into the Spiders, right? That was such a surprise. It was I was not what I was expecting. I actually I got to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse on a movie screening uh before the movie was finished, so they had a lot of effects that weren't done, but um I, I already like enjoyed it so much and I couldn't wait till I actually got to see the the whole movie and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is is it's such a good movie. So great. Um, it, it really, spider it's not your Peter Parker Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is about Miles uh, Morales, who is a different Spider-Man from a different universe. Uh, and this one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, you're supposed to be getting like other Spider-Man. And of course we had Spider-Man No Way Home, which we got to see all three uh, film Spider-Man, right? Tom Holland. And we got uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And of course Sam Raimi's, uh, Tommy Maguire Spider-Man all together, but this one is supposed to get like all the Spider-Man. If you guys could see on that poster, you'll see all these different Spider-Man. You could see Spider-Woman. You'll see Spider-Man uh, 2099. You'll see uh, who else is in there? Uh, Spider-Gwen is in there. Um, got so many in there. Ben Riley Spider-Man. Oh, dude. This movie looks amazing. It looks so good. The music is really good, and the artwork is going to be pretty great to uh, look at. So it's just a movie I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I have no doubt that it's going to be really good. So 
that's what I'm looking forward to. So those are the movies that are uh, most anticipated for me, not in any particular order, but just the movies I'm looking forward to in 2023. So anyways, we've come to the point of the show where we will give you our pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. There you go. Love it. That's right, guys. This is the point of the show where we give you our recommendations of what to watch over the weekend or during the week or just something that I really enjoyed and I really recommend. This week, the show that I recommend to you guys is on Amazon Prime available. Now, all episodes, there's two seasons. Latest one is uh, season two right now. And uh, it is the final season, so it's only going to be two seasons. So you don't have to commit a lot. So if you haven't seen it, you can easily binge one and two uh, over the weekend. And you're saying, Jeff, what do you have nothing to do or what? Because you can watch all two. I do, but I uh, probably don't sleep as much as I should be because I end up watching a lot of these shows. But Amazon Prime has a show called Hunters. And it stars Al Pacino. That's right. Pointing the wrong way again. Al Pacino is is a character on this show. Uh, He plays Meyer... Uh, Meyer something can't remember but the show itself is about uh, some um, Jewish Nazi hunters I was trying to figure out a way to put it out there but yes they are Nazi hunters looking for uh, people who've gotten away Um, but in season 2 we find out that they're looking probably for the biggest Nazi of them all yes in this show they posit the fact that Adolf Hitler, uh, Adolf Hitler is still alive and that's who they're hunting. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty dope. I mean, they're actually looking for Adolf Hitler. That's in the season two. Season one is just kind of like the setup. But the show itself is so good. It really is. They have their twisted turns in there. And, um, they, you know, there's a couple of things here and there that maybe are not that great. But I, honestly... The characters that they play, the hunters that are out there hunting Nazis, I love it. And then in the second season, we add on uh, Jennifer Jason Lee as part of uh, the cast. Uh, it's just it's just really good. Uh, there's only two seasons. I, I believe it's about eight or ten episodes each, I believe. So it doesn't require a lot of commitment. I would recommend you start you know, watching it here and there. Uh, and uh, I think you will enjoy it. So... Hunters on Amazon Prime available now. Both seasons. Watch it. I I hope you like it. So, anyways, that was our uh, show for today, guys. Thank you for joining us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed uh, what we have uh, or what we're uh, really excited about uh, in movies. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please don't forget to go out there and subscribe to the podcast. You can either subscribe it to on Spotify or whatever you're listening it on. But we're also on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Give it a watch and let us know what you guys think. There's comments on there. Go ahead and feel free to tell us what you guys think. Don't forget to also you can go out and check our social media pages. They're all usually at the beta report on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, and also, uh, like I said, now on YouTube. So check it out on there. So, uh, oh, also we have our website at the, uh, sorry, 
TheBetaReport.com. You can go and see all our prior episodes way even into the beginning of uh, The Beta Report. You'll find on there. And that's actually kind of cool to go way back to our first episodes uh, and how far we've come or how far we haven't come. I don't know. It's up to you guys. So anyways, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, next week we'll be uh, having different things to talk about. We'll have different reviews, uh, different pick of the week. Pick of the week. And uh, we'll uh, catch you guys until next week. I am Jeff, aka the Con. And this is the Bay Report. See you guys next week. <laughs>